0: Hey there, my name is Kara McClintock and I am the host of the Building a Better Body podcast. I am a certified health coach, a podcaster and the platform for others to share their story. My aim is to get as many experts on the show as possible, be that experts in health, experts in fitness, experts in mind, body and soul, all the good things that make up that better body. I hope you enjoy the show. On the show today I had a really fun chat with Jeff from Hunter Gather and you'll hear all about what he does in the show but it's just great to connect I think with like-minded people that really align with what you're doing Um, and it's so easy to do that these days with the internet, Instagram, Facebook we're living in a wonderful time where we can just connect with people speak to them over a microphone and share lots of wins it's awesome I hope you enjoy this show. Okay, so today on the show I'm chatting to Jeff from Hunter and Gather. Hunter and Gather produce cold-pressed avocado oil and avocado oil mayonnaise. All of these lovely goodies are 100% natural, no nasties such as additives, preservatives and most importantly, no junky, unstable vegetable oils. Now, from afar, I can see their stuff is doing amazingly well. These guys are fab with their social media. It's it's very engaging and fun to keep up with. Je- Jeff and his partner, Amy, are really only just getting started, but they've just exploded into this uh, primal paleo world. But they, they immediately strike me as a team who have huge aspirations and goals. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a ton of exciting stuff already in the pipeline yet to be revealed. And hopefully Jeff will tell us a little bit about that for for later on in the show, uh, Jeff really resonated with me because although he hadn't had any particular major health concerns, I don't think anyway, but he will expand later, uh, unlike his partner, Amy, who has celiac disease, he's a, a self-proclaimed experimenter and loves to challenge convention and question the norm which makes us very aligned. I love that. Um, He removed sugars, grains and harmful fats from his diet and noticed amazing improvements in his health and well-being. And Jeff and I connected and I just felt he would make an awesome guest on the show, show, show. So without further ado, let me welcome Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are you today?
1: Hey, Karen, it's so good to be here. What an introduction that was.
0: (laughs) I try, (laughs) I try.
1: it's always bizarre speaking to people that you uh, listen to because um, obviously i listen to your podcast and uh-huh. just yeah hearing you read that and it's like oh it's it's me this it's like
0: me this time yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i've given you a bit of an intro already would you like to tell us a bit about yourself and how hunter and gather came about
1: yeah i'm still asking myself that question actually <laughs> um it's been it's been quite a journey um it's hard to put into words, actually. I think it probably all stems back to 2012. And um, I was training for a marathon and injured myself when I saw a physio. Mm-hmm. And we just got chatting about a whole vast a range of topics around health and wellness. And he said to me, it was a past, it was a real throwaway comment. He said, Jeff, you realize that you don't actually need to be consuming all this potato and starch and, and grains and carbohydrates to, to be able to run. And I was like, hey, you're, you're crazy, of course you do. And he's like, no, there's there's this, I watched this presentation on YouTube and it was actually Gary talb being interviewed by um, Andreas from Diet Doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, for some reason I went home and actually watched that video and it just really resonated, it just made sense. Um, and I bought the book, bought Why We Get Fat, read that. I was sitting in lectures at university and should have been listening to lectures but I was actually reading the book at the back um but yeah rolled on a few years ago you know, and just really immersed myself in the world of paleo primal low carb that kind of thing and just really kind of delved into it and I was asking myself the question for a fair few years how can I get involved in this world how can I kind of you know give back and help spread the message and the movement um and, and looked at various things like you know become a healthcare practitioner I looked at going back to graduate entry medicine and a whole range of different things and I've always been a bit of a foodie and and could see some really cool things happening in America and it was just a real dearth of options available here in the UK and Europe so Mm -hmm. put my thinking hat on along with Amy and and being the uh, kind of experimenter that I am I uh, just delved into how to create a food product.
0: Brilliant. I love it. Um, it's funny, I was thinking about you when I picked up a, an own brand mayonnaise the other day, and I just thought, oh, let's have a look on <laughs> the back of this here, and went, whoa. <laughs> 13
1: <laughs> like, ingredients?
0: Quite a lot, yes. But the, the one that struck me as most surprising was the fructose syrup. And I'm kind of going, why are you putting sugar in a mayonnaise? <laughs> it's not meant to taste like that. But the, And then the problem with that is people are going to get used to it and think that's the way it's supposed to taste, and then their palate's going to get messed up, basically
1: exactly it normalizes having that sugar in there or additives or thickeners, or preservatives exactly. and that's what happens our palates just become normalized to it
0: and the thing is now you might look at it and go okay this is just to keep it uh shelf stable but yours lasts which we'll get into obviously later on four weeks which is perfect i get through that no bother in four weeks
1: <laughs> yeah but yeah it's, i think it comes down to um a lot of lazy buying not just only consumers, but supermarkets and shops, they want to be risk-averse, um, and it sounds quite boring business too but they want a shelf-stable product that can be on the shelf for 12 to 18 months, so they can buy in bulk and not have to worry about it mm-hmm. and look after their margin. Um, you know, our, our products, um, the use it last for eight months on the shelf unopened from production. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, thinking outside the box a little bit and being a little bit innov- innovative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Just to go back on a couple of things you were saying there, it resonated with me. I did the marathon as well. I don't know if you know that. Mm. Um, in 2009, and I, when I look back and I was just, you know, you're, you are you fueling yourself with a lot of carbohydrates because you think that's what you're supposed to do. And I remember eating breakfast, going to work, and wanting to eat more and more and more. And the more carbs you eat, the more you kind of want to eat little and often. And it's just kind of stoking the metabolism more than you need to. Um, but I had a lot of injuries as well. And you just think, oh, this is just part of it. But... You kind of have to stop and think, is this really what my body should be doing? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's a real scary journey. And, you know, you, you go into that kind of running world and I'm still involved very much in it. And I, I became hooked and Did a you. lot of people get involved in running. Um, they do a marathon and okay. think that's running. But, you know, i done it the wrong way around. I went into a marathon as my first experience in running and how silly is that Um, but now you know yeah yeah, absolutely and so many of us are and and we kind of listen to the bro science that exists and and read the magazines of well you must have this gel and you must have this carbohydrate but it is not needed the last two years I've really kind of dialed in my training you know up to 60 miles a week of running Um, and some of that has been based off of It sounds quite bizarre, but you might have heard the 0 carb movement, just eating meat for one whole month. I just wanted to see what it it felt like and what happened to my bodily functions. And guess what? I could still run.
0: Yeah. Did you feel good or just kind of? I actually
1: felt really great.
0: Yeah, I see a lot of people do, but the only thing about it is it's not very exciting, is it?
1: (laughs) It's not exciting and it's quite restrictive and you do sound quite bizarre. And you go into a restaurant and go, right, guys, I want a ribeye. And uh, can you please not use the spray rapeseed oil that you uh you, you, you sear it with? Can you just do it dry?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you can't be scared to ask for what you want at the end of the day.
1: Ah, oh, for sure, absolutely.
0: And all the advice that you you know, whenever you do do the marathon for the first time, you obviously read online, and through no fault of your own, you do think, oh, have to carb load and all this sort of stuff, but.
1: Yeah, gotta, carb load, and you got to do this this session and that session, and it's just, it becomes so complicated, but I understand, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's content this content marketing. Yeah, 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 You
0: just have to kind of be willing to experiment a bit yourself, and you never know what you might come across. Great.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So you, you've evolved your career a lot recently. I was peeping around your LinkedIn for research. Um, how <laughs> important do you think it is that we find our passion, our true passion, and make it happen?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think it's very important and I kind of, sometimes I, when I talk about the journey, um, we kind of adopt a growth mindset with all we do. So if we fail in what we do now, and that's the wrong word to use, fail, but if we don't succeed in how we envisage the journey being, you know, we still tried. you still grow as part of it. But yeah. (laughs) Doing what you what you find pa- what you're passionate about, it, it's important. But yeah, it's it's a difficult question. But I think it's very important. And if you have the opportunity definitely grab hold of it with two hands yeah and
0: there's much more uh opportunity out there than there used to be you know creating your own i don't know if you follow gary V. i've been reading his book recently where it's just create your own brand and you can do it from anywhere and everywhere you can work remotely you can reach people with your words so easily now we're so lucky to live in this time where you can kind of move away from the Oh yes, I'm supposed to do the nine to five. Pick my career on this list. You know, it's it. You can. It, everything is open to interpretation now.
1: No, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not familiar with Gary v. I, I do know the guy, but mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with his work. But I, I must delve into it. But yeah, it's it's right. And we do live in a society now where there's so much opportunity, and we. But the, yeah, the school system is still obviously stuck in. Well, you must pick this option to do this, and yes. the the world really isn't like that anymore. And we must we must feel blessed and and feel kind of you know. show appreciation to the fact that we live in a society that enables us to do and follow our dreams and passions if we want to
0: yeah and i believe it's only a failure when you give up so that's something to keep in mind
1: yeah, for sure. Keep keep on swimming. That's what we say to each other. Just exactly. keep on swimming. Little yeah. by little, a little becomes a lot.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because if you try to go all in, you, you can give up pretty quick. But if you sort of build momentum by doing small little steps every day and then all of a sudden it's a habit and that's your life, which is a pretty cool way to do
1: it. No, it really is. Yeah, it really is. Um, but yeah, like for us following the passion with with the food, the principal motive behind it was was to help people. So as I you know alluded to earlier, um, I, I wanted to kind of... How could we spread the message? And we just felt that creating a product, um, you know, people, mass consumerism out there, but people can just kind of look at it and, and see Hunter and Gather as kind of the go-to brand. And mm-hmm. it's built on certain principles and values and they can kind of trust it because there there is a lot of distrust with a, a lot of the, the huge yeah. businesses yeah. out there.
0: You, you guys do come across as very genuine i have to say it must be the way you do your instagram account
1: <laughs> there is only three of us so um, um it is us literally living and breathing it so
0: oh, oh, who's the third one?
1: Third one is is a wonderful lady called liz and okay. she helps out with our social media because right. it literally is a full-time job
0: brilliant is she behind the scenes or have we, have we she, seen her she,
1: no she's behind the scenes oh, yeah okay. she she's camera shy uh, okay
0: That's, uh, well everyone's good at something it's all good so, like myself, moving on, you embarked on the Primal Health Coach certificate created by Mark Sisson. Uh, it seems so long ago now that I finished it, and I love to hear that people in the UK are, are getting involved with it. I know that he holds retreats in like Miami and stuff all the time, which I would love to go to, but <laughs> uh, maybe one day. So, how are you getting on with that? I know you haven't completed it, and you're you're busy with all sorts of jobs at the moment. But, but how yeah. are you finding it?
1: Yeah, I must confess, I'm. I must have signed up about two and a half years ago really? <laughs> as part of pers- personal exploration. I was like, do you know what? Right? Health coach, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to help people that way. But yeah. I kind of delved into it. And then off the back of that, I kind of, we had the idea of, of Hunter and Gather. Um, but you know, it's a great resource. And anyone that is looking to kind of help people in a more formal way, um, fantastic resource. And, you know, it's, it's a really, I mean, the information within it, is available everywhere, but you know yeah. you haven't got a cherry pick with it because those guys have done the job for you. Exactly. But it, it is great, yeah. Yeah,
0: very I, eloquent
1: way of, of of explaining things.
0: I mean, you don't even have to be a coach at the end of it. It's just a really nice way to dip into the chapters and read about a certain topic and just use it for yourself. Uh, I mean, I tried tried to go down that route and kind of pulled back because I just wasn't feeling it. I like all the knowledge that I have, but I would rather be the platform for others. Uh, like I'm doing right now this is this is my it's taken me a while down, going down a windy road to work out what my passion is but I'm I'm loving this right now but I wouldn't say that's been useless it's like valuable information that I have for myself and I will give to other people but I'll not be a coach I don't think
1: yeah no it's, it acts as a foundation doesn't it? it allows you to you know become good at speaking about the topics for sure absolutely yeah. um no I think it's it's priceless
0: sure and also this podcast i'm hoping it expands more in that it's not all about food and exercise i've done a bit on you know just finding your passion and meditation and just basically everything that builds a better body so i don't want to be always talking about food and you should be eating this and you should be shouldn't be eating that you know (laughs) it evolves i know
1: because there's so much of that out there isn't there but as you say you know people now explore meditation and stillness and and sleep is such an important one it's a big one that i've been looking at lately sleep um And and relaxation. Yeah. Yeah. And then very move, important topics.
0: For sure. And then moving along on that same train of thought, let's talk movement. You mentioned on your website that the gym plays a really um big well not a big part, but a part in your exercise regime. But you're also a fan of natural movement. And I had Daryl Edwards, our friend from Primal Play on the show recently. I haven't launched that show yet, but I have recorded with him and I know you've connected with him. How do you how do you feel about natural movement? And have you tried any of his animal moves yet?
1: yeah Darryl was a great guy I love Darryl and, and what he's what he's all about um, fantastic guy and doing great things um, and I was so lucky actually to, to go on his primal play certification course back in uh, March and that was right. great fun mm-hmm. so there's I think 12 or 15 of us you know going going through his course it was a weekend course really intense um, to become a, you know, a, a primal play certified coach mm-hmm. um, but yeah you know just climbing trees and balancing on things and, uh, and moving like an animal. Um, we've got two cats, Amy and I, and we kind of just watch them play. And yeah. we're like, you know, those guys have got no concerns in the world whatsoever, mm-hmm. um, no, you know, no external input from social media or the news. And they just – it's just really cool just to watch them and see how they behave. And as, as Darrell says, you know, just be more animal-like. Just mm-hmm. just have fun and play. It's, yeah. it's great. And, and how he oh, – I'm paraphrasing him here, but how he talks about, you know, um, regimented exercise. It's it's a modern day construct for a, a lack of movement. Mm-hmm. And we should take opportunity to move whenever we can, you know, stand, stand, just walk. And, you know, people get so annoyed by wanting a seat on a train in the morning going into London. <laughs> and it's like, guys, just stand up. You'll be fine.
0: You'll be all right. Can I call You'll you out? Good. Are you sitting or standing now? I'm
1: actually squatting.
0: <laughs> I'm actually
1: squatting. Are yeah. you actually? Yeah, I am. I can sit in a in a in a hunter gatherer squat for about half an hour.
0: Wow! I thought you were totally having a laugh there.
1: No, no, I enjoy. It. I, I do quite a lot of work like this actually with the laptop and just just sit at a, a low a low table with have
0: That's awesome. Very cool. What do you think I'm doing? standing yeah i got a standing desk which i love yeah, so, yeah yeah
1: we've got one too it's it's cool
0: there is a seat beside it but it's actually quite uncomfortable so i'd rather stand <laughs> yeah
1: and we got does... one in prop, prop stools that you can kind of just lean back on if you want yeah. to
0: I mean, you have to kind of. It's not about standing all day either. It's just kind of. It encourages you to move more. Where if you're seated, you don't. You don't move at all. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Two hours just fly by, and it's like, wow, where did that go? But yeah. but I, I think I heard somewhere once, and it really resonated. Um. But someone asked a question. Well, what is the best position to be in? Mm-hmm. And the answer was, the next position. Yeah. <laughs> so just keep just keep moving. Just keep just moving. keep moving around. Okay. You know, Stand on one leg. Sit. Squat. Do whatever you want. Exactly. Kneel. Yeah.
0: I was asking Daryl, does he ever go to the cinema? <laughs> is it not like uh, a, yeah. ridiculous for him and yeah, he does. I mean, there is times when he will binge watch stuff on Netflix or whatever, but he will make a point of getting up and you can still watch, you know, while you while you're moving around a bit you don't have to be sitting down and i'd feel uncomfortable sitting for long periods of time too i feel tight hip flexors and stuff like that so it just makes sense to get up
1: yeah absolutely and do you know i actually fall asleep if i try and watch a movie it's, yeah. it's so it's so bizarre i literally just go into a state of like yeah i'm gonna sleep now it's, yeah. this feels good but yeah back to your question about sorry natural movement I, it was one thing i wanted to touch upon um i do like the gym but for the reasons that obviously you can you can lift weights, but in the last few months, when I was as the weather's got better now, mm-hmm. I must say getting out for a run for me personally, being outdoors, I feel so many of us are, are kind of nature deficient. Yeah. We spend a lot of times in in a box and a, an environment that's kind of controlled. It's just really great to actually get out in the wind, the rain, the, the snow when it was here, and the sun. Yes. Um, just just to feel it, you know, because we we do have a, a very controlled environment indoors
0: for sure and you feel better for it you know and you'll sleep better that night if you've been out in the fresh air in the sunlight you you have that kind of ah, satisfaction when your head hits the pillow because you've been outside it's a funny sort of feeling
1: yeah it is and also with kind of light you know we we're, we're all told about how exposure to light in the evenings is causing us to to not sleep properly and i think that's really compelling but i also i listened to a podcast a few weeks back and it, they explained how well what the problem is, is we're indoors all the time, so we've got this constant stream of light, and there's no differential, there's no contrast. So mm-hmm. if you get outdoors in the daytime, you get that real kind of high exposure to light, and then in the evenings, you might well actually be able to, to get away with, you know, watching some TV or having some light exposure, but because you've had that contrast, your body knows it's now nighttime anyway.
0: Exactly, yeah. I mean, I think it's probably pretty difficult in this day and age for for you to tell people to put all technology away two hours before going to bed and just read a book or talk to your partner (laughs) it sounds lovely but i don't know how realistic it's It's, it's idealistic
1: isn't it idealistic exactly
0: although if i go to bed and i pick up an actual book i'm asleep in seconds i can't it's something about the i don't know if it's a boring book or (laughs) something about the method of it but i will go to sleep so quickly a couple of pages in and i'm away
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's great. I've been reading a book by Matthew Walker called Why We Sleep, which is quite ironic. Um, yeah. And he does, say at the, he does say at the start, he goes, I want you guys to be reading this before you go to bed. And if you fall asleep after two pages, I won't be offended. Yeah. That's what's meant to happen.
0: Job done. <laughs> yeah. There's another one, um, Sleep Smarter. Have you heard of that one?
1: I haven't. No, this I... is the first book I've read. on oh, okay. sleep.
0: Sean, who does the, what's his surname? Stevenson, is it? Sean Stevenson? Who does the Model Health Show. Have you heard of that podcast? I haven't, no. No. I'll look into it. He has a book out as well, um, Sleep Smarter, and it gives you all the science. I read it a long time ago, so don't ask me for anything useful from it right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I remember thinking, yeah, this is great stuff. You have to sort of take it on board. Awesome. Um, And you said to me recently about loving the idea of starting your own podcast. First of all, Mm. do it. It's awesome. You'll love it. And you've got a nice microphone now as well. Yep. Shine a new one shout out to sure um secondly if, if you did create a show uh what subject matter would you like to take on board i would imagine quite diverse
1: yeah it would be quite diverse it would be all things similar to yourself actually in terms yeah. of you know health wellness and just how to be a better human being yeah. um and i do have a name actually that i have have tried to register in it i like to call it the campfire sessions so whereby we'd all sit around the proverbial campfire and speak mm. and discuss topics right. um question, questioning conventional wisdom
0: yeah i love that so, and would you have guests on
1: yeah absolutely it would be a guest-based show but yeah. um i did actually try to interview well i did actually interview someone it was two days before christmas um so it's quite a stressful time as we hosted christmas this year i had to cook for about 15 people Oh wow. um and it was a chap called Vinny Torteridge um, in America. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. No, he's I'll the write his
0: name down
1: here. he's a NSNG guy, but he's a massive podcaster in the states. And he was like, "Yeah, I'll come and do your first show." And I was I was absolutely petrified. Um, so I, I listened to it back. And I was like, "I can't release this because I sound so nervous." Like the content's pretty good, but yeah, oh. I will probably release it one day when I do launch the podcast You've um, gotta and start just somewhere. kind somewhere. Of if, if yeah, I'll, you do. Absolutely. If I went back
0: and listened to my first ones, I would probably be like, What are you talking about? Because I was very much a solo show for ages. And then I thought, This is boring me, never mind anybody else. So I need to <laughs> shake it up a bit. Uh, but I'll also put in some solo ones every now and again, like a roundup show and things like that. But as I say, I want to be the platform for other people. And there's so many people out there with different knowledge, different skills that, that need to be shared. So that's that's, yeah. that's their opportunity, basically.
1: But it's, it's hugely time consuming, right?
0: yeah yeah all the editing and stuff. <laughs> you, people think you just turn up and speak and then that's it over. but there's a lot of tweaking and uh, behind the scenes stuff to do, but that's that's all part of the process that you enjoy it because it's taken you a while. I mean, if it was easy, then you would get bored and be Everyone reading, yeah yeah exactly so then what's next for Hunter and gather? Can you give us any sneak peeks of new products and happenings? Uh, if you want to even tell <laughs> us what you have at the minute out because I know you've got yeah, some
1: version. We have, yeah. So we, we, we've we launched kind of the range now. Um, we've got the, the classic mayo, which people love. Um, we've got the chili and lime, chipotle chilies. We've got a garlic version and we've got the extra virgin avocado oil, which we're really, really kind of pleased about. And that's, you know, people love the mayonnaise, but we're like, guys, the extra virgin avocado oil is something special. Mm-hmm. Um, we took a long time to, to kind of source, source that and, and understand the process and go to Kenya to meet the farmers and really understand the whole yeah, the whole process. Um, yeah. But going forward, we want to establish ourselves as kind of the go-to brand for people in the, you know, paleo, keto, primal, mm-hmm. um, just the real food world. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a long journey, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But we want to we want to curate a nice range of, of products that we're. You know, we're our own customer first and foremost. Um,
0: it, it's come around at the right time because, talking of Mark Sisson, he has his Primal Mayo and you couldn't get that over here. Well, he could, but it would cost you probably about £30 to get it here.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I must admit that that was a, a reason as well why we kind of mm. – there's so many products that we, we really enjoyed from America um, and even from Australia as well. But it was so expensive to get them over here. And we're like, well, why is no one doing it over here in the UK or Europe? Mm-hmm. So that's why we went around –
0: looking at what we could do perfect i have to give a a shout out to my mom here because she has your oil and she has the mayo and you know what she told me she was was doing the other day she was putting your mayonnaise on an actual avocado and i was like that is awesome (laughs) (laughs)
1: That is cool, yeah. Some people do it with the oil, too. They drizzle some oil, nice bit of Himalayan salt or some sea salt, and it's just a really nice way to enjoy an avocado. Oh,
0: that sounds awesome. Very cool. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I don't want to keep you too much longer, Jeff. So if you could give us one piece of advice, one little Jeff nugget, what would you say is your top tip in order to build that better body?
1: Jeff nugget, eh? Mm. Um, I would say always question conventional wisdom Mm. and the guidelines that are presented to society, um, and that sounds very conspiracy theorist, but I just think, yeah, you should you should question why why are things like this, and do they have to be like this? And a lot of the time, a lot of guidelines that, from from my own personal opinion, um, they're usually there to benefit large corporations or invested stakeholders <laughs> that, that's, it does sound very um
0: no that's true though yeah.
1: very pessimistic but yeah always question conventional wisdom
0: yeah i mean if something doesn't sit right with you then that's a call to action really
1: no it, it really is yeah for sure and you know if you just kind of delve into stuff and, and really kind of try to increase your knowledge mm-hmm. that knowledge becomes power but yeah and, and also kind of take an ancestral view on things as well you know mm-hmm. look at our biology how we evolved and Just think, are we actually doing justice to our, you know, to our biology and how we evolved in our genes?
0: Yeah, and it's so easy Mm. to get information today. So there's no excuse there.
1: Yeah, and but while it is really easy to get information, it's really easy to get misinformation too. yeah, good point. You've you've got to know where to start, and that's that's yeah, that's why we wanted to create our brand too is so people can pick up a product on their shelf. Um it's competing against conventional wisdom, but someone picks it up and you might might notice our branding is quite disruptive. We want people to pick that drug and be like, hmm, what does this mean? And then delve into the lifestyle off the back of that. Yeah. So we see that as kind of our vehicle, our conduit to, to be able to For um sure. bring bring that you lifestyle want, piece Do you want
0: to get into supermarkets or is that kind of not what you want to do? Like big supermarkets?
1: Yeah, I think it would be wrong of me to say no, we don't. Because if we do, um, so yeah, we do. Um, mm-hmm. Because then the lifestyle side of it reaches a bigger audience. Yeah. You know, so we can actually get and, and compete with your conventional mayonnaise that sits on a shelf of 13 ingredients. And will be there for the next two years mm-hmm. in, a plas- in a plastic bottle. So Plastic inside as well. <laughs> plastic, in yeah, it's about two molecules short of plastic. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but we we want to be there competing with the food industry for right. sure absolutely um and and let people people always say well why is it so expensive but it's like you should be asking the question why is that food so cheap
0: yeah that's spot on I love it fabulous Jeff well where is the best place for people to connect with you guys on the web apart from your Instagram which
1: yeah. is awesome <laughs> yeah so so Instagram is at uh, Hunter and Gather UK a uh, same as Facebook too Hunter and Gather UK mm-hmm. Twitter is Hunter Gather UK. And you've got our website, which is hunterandgatherfoods.com.
0: Fabulous. I will put all those in the show notes so people can just click and go, which is what we want.
1: Yeah, that's great. Awesome. That's great.
0: Well, Jeff, thank you so much for talking to me today. I super enjoyed that. It was so quick and fun.
1: Yeah, it flew past. Thanks, Karen. Thank it was you. great.
0: You're welcome. No problem thank you so much as always for listening guys I hope you enjoyed the show if you have any questions send them along to info at karmaclintock.co.uk and if you want to support the show you can head on over to karmaclintock.co.uk forward slash support and it would be awesome if you could leave me an iTunes review as well thank you